so happy to be back after a small hiatus. I was just transporting myself to another dimension inside the great city of Moscow. And I'm now in my countryside house. Well, I say mine is a countryside out of the, of the father of my wife. One day I shall have my own. But for now, I have been kindly accepted to live here. And I have a really VIP guest and a really, really great friend. And I'm extremely excited to have him here. Amilcar Ortega, he's a multimedia artist, MC and writer. He's the author of the novel La Tormenta. And he created web spaces like miniplug.tv, fansinatra.com and celebridad.com. So dear Amilcar, welcome to the Leo Perez show. How are you, man? I'm great. I've been waiting for this. Let's do this. We discussed about we had a pre-meeting in which we had a conversation about the state of things, how they look, how they are and how they are perceived to be. Where are you right now? I'm in Buenos Aires. Uh, I've been here for almost a year, no, more than a year, actually. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know, my first plan was to keep traveling, but I uh, got uh i don't want to say stuck because that that sounds like i don't want to be here but i do want to be here but uh, uh, i don't see traveling happening anytime soon <laughs> so so i'm starting to think like okay so i'm here here at least for a couple of years so. i think i'm gonna be so if there yeah. is a there is a major conspiracy theory, it would be like that COVID nineteen was all about stopping you from traveling. I think so, man. I think so. But I didn't want to say it because then people think that I'm being paranoid. But I think that's the main reason. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that the powers to be are very motivated in that. And and well, I mean, it's just like they need you in Argentina, man. Yeah, yeah. Something they do. Needs you they, uh, they, they did it well, but because <laughs> it, it worked. They are good, man. They are good. They are good. We are. They know. <laughs> we are in. We are in a in a really really interesting soul space, and I'm curious to see. I mean, to to discuss with you. Firstly, how do you feel in this moment? How do you see the human race? I mean, where are, are we? Are we freaking out, paranoid, paranoid, or are we just going into the right direction? Uh, how do you read everything that has fell upon us, you as a writer and as a person who has been thinking into how to push the internet forwards for all your life? And not only the internet, but but I think humanity. I mean, you have always been a person who has a vision and an idea on how things should be. And then all of this happens. Like, how do you react? How do you feel? Thank you, first of all. And I don't know, I have a kind of regrets about the internet because I have like a naive perspective about it. I thought it was going to be the solution to many of the world's problems. I thought it was going to educate the world. Yes. I thought we were going to have access to everything like it was at the beginning. Uh, maybe it wasn't everything wasn't there already but the potential to hold everything was there and then the companies came and they took the internet from us and you know like it 
uh, 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 slipped through my fingers. That was the expression I was looking. Like now, I I, I don't I don't. I don't like it that much. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I I I I feel like the 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 tentacles of that the powers to be are all over the internet. I feel like uh, the censorship is coming in a hard, hard way. Yeah. It's already here. It's already but here. It's, yeah, it's going to be even worse, and and. <sighs> And, and I'm really sad about it because the internet was like uh, my 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 hope from for for humanity, and now I see it like uh, like uh, a, a fashion mall or something yes. like that, and it's like oh man, what, what, what did we do wrong? What what <laughs> social media? I mean, for example, you're not you're not on Instagram, right? If I'm not mistaken, I am a big, mm -hmm. but uh, I opened it like uh, six months ago because uh, some uh, somebody forced me. Because you have no choice, <laughs> yeah. Because or, yeah. Or, or either a girlfriend or something grabs your phone and you wake up after some like night out and then you're like, oh shit, I have an Instagram account. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that to start today. <laughs> yeah, the the world works in mysterious ways. Man, and yeah. and also and also and also, I mean, the internet, the internet, as you perfectly said, was this beacon of, of hope uh, at the end of the tunnel. We were coming out of of uh, of the preceding age, you know, in which things became really kind of stuck, and there was this very big hope that things were going to just uh, flow. And I think that's the best way I can call it: just flow freely and openly. And and there wasn't a golden era of the internet in which things were really like that. And uh, I mean, yeah. limited by some sort of bandwidth, but but I, I, I have so many memories along my history inside the internet. And I would like to, instead of telling my memories, which will come out across the, the, the interview as well, to ask you like, can you tell me like, if you if you would be telling to your son, like in front of the fireplace, you know, with, with some like pipe, <laughs> like son, let me tell you about the internet. How, how do you remember it all? And how would you tell this story to your son? Or, wow, or daughter, great question. Or, or daughter, because I don't want to be sexist and your daughter would be black or half Hispanic and Asian or something like that, just to be tolerant. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would say that it started uh, with, with the nerds. <laughs> There were only nerds there at the beginning, and the World Wide Web wasn't even uh, a thing. It, it, uh, when I joined the internet, the, the World Wide Web was just starting, but I used a lot of BBS. Do you, do, did you use that? No, that no, no. Thing? What is BBS? It was called Bulletin Board Systems, uh -huh. and they were... Uh, uh, like servers you connected to and they had like it, it was almost like a forum okay like they had topics and you went in in the topics and you started uh ch it wasn't chatting because it wasn't real time it mm -hmm. was like a forum you, okay. you, yeah. you, you yeah, like bulletin wrote boards. things yeah bulletin boards <laughs> and those were great but what, it what was, year are we talking about 
kind of. I don't know. I'm not good with years. Before before yeah. 1998, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Because in 1998, uh, Kaboom, my first website already existed. In 1998, uh-huh. I I had my first website i went i i I went i i knew the internet was going to be like the next big thing Uh, and i went and i started to be a webmaster in in, uh, in a course in a uh, pino farese taught me (laughs) i remember the guides i remember everything and then i i started a website with a, an illustrator friend of mine called Emiliano Siem, mm-hmm. El Chino, mm-hmm. and and he he was in charge of all the design, and I and I and I started writing because uh, somebody had to write. Yeah. But but it, uh, in the beginning, I was creating the website. I was uh, that was my job. But I started writing as a byproduct of that. Writing content, and you then, mean? Writing content. Yeah, writing uh-huh. content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that, that was like my first uh, experience writing content. And I, and, I, and, then, and I became a content writer after that. And I left all the technical side uh, aside. Yeah. So in 1998, I remember that uh we won an award so i remember the year we won the urbe award mm-hmm. that we were talking about uh before we won like a green dog it was like the statue yeah uh, and we were on our way we, we thought like yeah we're doing this we have a website we are yeah we have agency in the world. We yeah. are uh, so that changed my life completely because I was uh, on my way to being uh, a journalist and, uh, and and an employee or something like that. Mm-hmm. But that experience taught me that I could do it by myself. I could do it alone. So I uh, I, I went for it uh, in a hard hard way. Like I stopped uh, everything else and I started publishing on the internet for like 10 years or maybe more. What were people Uh, telling you back then? Like, dude, are you crazy? This is never going to be a thing. Or or was there understanding around you that it was all relevant? Uh, Sort of like, was there any tension in your life because you made this decision? Not exactly tension. It was like... they they didn't they they weren't people weren't even aware of the internet they they knew it existed but they yeah. didn't know anything they weren't using it and they they weren't my uh, my audience was not people i knew hmm. in my real life at all but other people that were using the internet and at that at that time it was no there weren't like uh, a zillion sites there were just yes. a few so uh, we had we had an an, an audience at that time uh, and we were 
uh, it changed me completely. Like I couldn't then after that I couldn't be like a good employee. It, not only not for the uh, I mean it was for the best. I, <laughs> but it, it wasn't all. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't. Uh, perfect it was the you know i i it ruined me as an employee exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i remember i remember when i was living in london um i i worked in some corp well I, i had a corporate side of my life and there are some people who are wired for this there are people who are not you know and the internet opened that opportunity for those who are not wired for being coming an employee just to be able to empower themselves and do something is that is that still happening i mean i guess it is right yeah it is it is i think so i mean there's a that's market one of the yeah that's one of the positive sides to it yeah right right yeah but what happened i guess that what happened is a reflection of the crisis of the whole humanity it's not something special that happened to the internet it's like And, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I, I, you know, I read this very funny thing, which is that in the year 1600, uh, I think it was, this was around 18th century, like 19th century, sorry, like in the 1800s. And I, I read this commentary from a teacher saying like, paper, paper now is available everywhere and students cannot focus because they have paper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where I'm going is that whenever there is some sort of like technological changes, the older generation starts criticizing the younger generation. And it's becoming the moment in which you and I, who were the younger generation at a point, are kind of starting to move to the other side. And uh, I really wonder, is there something natural in me criticizing this or is there something really bad happening? I think both 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 things are are correct. because. Because, excuse me to interrupt you, what I, what I hear immediately in my head is like, dude, like Twitter is not like paper. Like there is something that happened. There is something really fucked up that happened. It's really unique. But I guess that the teacher back then thought, but paper is not like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, I, I, I think paper probably changed the whole world. Yeah. You know, like that teacher was right in a way. Yeah, uh, but uh, it's 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 not the end of the world, but it's definitely affecting everything, uh, and 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 I see both sides, you know, because I don't understand today's youth cult mm -hmm. culture, mm -hmm. uh, and I I thought that would never happen to me. Uh, yeah, I also I, thought the same. A few years ago, I thought like I'm with it. I, 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 I know what's up. I, but nowadays, I, I, I hate the music. Same. I don't like. Uh, I, I don't understand TikTok. Uh, and then I'm out. I'm out. You know, like okay, I'm not part of that group anymore. Uh, and, and and I. I know that affects my criticizing of them uh, and of the situation because it's not only that I'm criticizing the youth because they are, uh, I don't want to say victims, but they are affected by, by, by bigger forces, bigger yes. than the youth, you know, like these forces yes. are... 
These forces can be in your bed at 3 a.m. I mean, that's really unique in time. It, paper cannot, pa well, paper could be at your bed at 3 a.m., right? Like, I mean, you could have been reading a book at 3 a.m., but it doesn't change on real time. Like, I mean, you, you would have to go in order to get influenced immediately by somebody trying to change your mind. You would have to go and voluntarily purchase a book or something. But this kind of paper, it's magically connected to a sorcerer somewhere on the other side of the world who is just like kind of sending you a new message that so that the real timeness of it you know there is an interesting there is a really interesting cat his name is jonathan hyde he's a he's a moral psychologist and uh he has written several books about this and uh and i have only read one of those but i i have followed a lot of him on the internet and on youtube and he's not only one who is bringing the following point that i'm about to say uh, one of the things that is going on is that the youth right now uh, do things to obtain social points on social media. For example, before, if you had a problem with a teacher in the university, you would approach to a teacher privately and just discuss it to him. And this will give you the satisfaction that you need. I sorted the problem. But now there is an added layer, which is that you can get social points if you do it publicly, which is something that did not used to exist at all. There was something called privacy. You know, it, it used to exist. Yeah, <laughs> it was. I really remember <laughs> that. <laughs> it was a really interesting thing. And then you could do things privately and you did not have this. Uh, I, I would like to say the word mortable, uh, which would be something a horniness for social, uh, you know, exposure, which gives you something like calling out somebody on Twitter. It's like and you know what is amazing that I have I testify this on my own. I, I spent almost seven years away from Twitter, really, and I just rehooked again. And it's so it's so wired in our brains that we kind of need to know what's going on there. I mean, I see myself addicted to it right after I got back. Immediately. To it. It's really yeah. like so. So I don't know. There, there seems to be something there around there. I mean, around the fact that people uh, the, 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 the opening of all our lives to the Internet has produced this situation of the, which is the end of privacy, which has produced yeah. a situation, which is the modification of our motivations course i agree completely and i am worried about it but i'm big i'm a victim too yeah like i, I participate i want to get uh, interactions yes same. from for for my post uh i can't escape it uh and i i, I don't particularly like it but I, I i don't hate it either i it is what it is. The other, the other day, I saw I saw somebody telling to Joe Rogan uh, the following, which was like Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah Joe Rogan was. That's telling, the topic. Yeah, yeah we reached <laughs> there, but, but Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan was telling him like, just don't read Twitter, and I think I'm gonna serve it perfectly for you. Like Joe Rogan was saying, like, but just don't read Twitter. And the answer, it was Brett Weinstein who was answering this. It was not not like any dude. And Brett Weinstein said, like, yeah. like man, I, I don't have enough followers to be able to not read Twitter because I depend on them to make money. You don't. Yeah. And, and Joe was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just don't read Twitter. It's like, yeah, of course, it's super easy to say that. I right? saw that actually. Yeah. I was. I, uh, <laughs> I saw he he was the the guest. And I started that interview because of a conversation we had over Twitter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> About those Weinstein brothers. Uh, yeah. brothers. Like I've been watching the, the portal 
which yeah. is uh, what, what's the other guy's Eric, name? Eric Weinstein. Yeah. Eric Weinstein's yeah. podcast. But I wasn't uh, familiar with Brett Weinstein, so I started that uh, interview, and I got to that point. So, and, and, and he's totally right. Like, uh, uh, we can't afford uh, just to. We not can't not everybody. Yeah, like Joe Rogan can't even afford to 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 take his podcast to a Spotify, which will severely. Uh, uh, exclusive, like exclusively, yeah. Yeah. that will uh, charge uh, uh, reduce his audience to, yeah, to half. Well, like, let me tell you something. Russia has no Spotify. Wow! At Imagine all. that. Like it will have. I, I the guitarist of my band works in Spotify Russia. There are two employees, and they will open in August. But if that this would happen tomorrow, yeah. If this would happen tomorrow. There will not be Joe Rogan podcast for 150 million people. Wow! Yeah, that's incredible. But but the the point was that that he can afford it. Yes. Like he uh, even uh, maybe he desires it. Like oh man, I wish less people would hear me <laughs> because that gives him like uh, like more. Uh, liberty, maybe I—I I, I don't know. I, I'm just speculating, but but he can afford it, and and he's in a unique position, yes. like in the podcast world. Like he and maybe two people are the only ones who can afford it. Everybody else has to cultivate an audience and to try to make a tribe out of them, <sighs> and you you have to. Yeah, I hate it too, but. But I have to do it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's really amazing yeah. how, how the cost of each follower has re risen so dramatically. What I mean by this is that, for example, I, as I told you, I left Twitter for seven years and then I came back and I have something like a hundred. I had when I came back, I had something like 176 followers. And uh, and uh, it, for me to get to 210 followers was was a was a epic battle you know just where i am now and it's and i just open your profile and i see like something like a thousand four hundred followers or something like that uh, it used to be so easy to collect this it's interesting i mean but that's a fact facet of twitter right i mean twitter is more like your your audience is a bit more like renewant to follow you something like that because maybe it's it's more like a harder you know market social media market but but I wanted to say that just a second. I wanted to say that the price of the follower has increased, but I don't yeah. want to leave the Joe Rogan pot uh, topic yet, because I mean he's an interesting cat and he has been kind of switching public opinion. And I know that you had some some ideas that you want to discuss with me about him. Like how how do you feel about uh, people like him? I mean he's like I read once something. Uh, I think it was actually a New York Times article, if I'm not mistaken, which was like Joe Rogan is the new mainstream media. Uh, mm. Like, like, uh, where where do you stand about this? Do you think that we're gonna that the whole media landscape is gonna move towards figures like him, or 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 do you think we're gonna stay in a traditional media scenario for the years to come? I think we're not in a traditional media scenario <laughs> anymore uh, right now. Like, yeah, but the uh, like the. The whole COVID situation mm. was a big boost for traditional media, mm -hmm. but we, we they weren't getting any ratings uh, yeah. at all. 
like uh, uh, and Joe Rogan. It, it's not only that he gets millions of 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 uh, of follow of of, of plays yeah. of mm-hmm. yeah of views. That was <laughs> it. It's not only that. It's like the the he gets millions of views of of very engaged yeah exactly views it's not people just uh, with the tv in the corner while they're doing something else like people are really listening are really uh, interacting with with it and and it's it's amazing i i i really admire that that part of what he has done yeah and i think it's it's uh uh maybe impossible to do i don't know how he managed to do that well but... he was he was quite large before he ever started this and he he was he built it himself i mean it was not something that came for free i mean he was this like you know host uh, of fear factor and and I mean, Fear Factor was in national TV, so in the U.S. And I mean, anybody who is national TV in the U.S. is a large media figure. And uh, I don't. I the rest of his biography falls apart for me. But but anyways, he was already when yeah. he, yeah. he was in news radio. Remember that exactly. show? Exactly. Did was you in ever? News radio? No, I never yeah. seen it. I never seen it. I never seen it. Yeah, he was an actor. He was a fighter. He was yeah. uh, the host of Fear Factor. He hosted a lot of other things, uh, and then the podcast, and he has cultivated it for years and years and years. Yes, but still, I think it's impossible. You <laughs> what know, he uh, did. yeah, and also this opens up a new a new avenue for us to walk together in this conversation, which is the following: people have an illusion that. I mean, there are cases like PewDiePie or something like that. I mean, of, of people who just explode on the internet in recent times and they will keep happening and, and people who become viral and eventually make something out of it. But a lot of the people who are now influencing the net are people who had big money behind them and then they became independent. And people, the layman, think like, oh yeah, I'm just going to become Joe Rogan by just making my podcast and just going and doing this. And it's like, yeah, or 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 in the music world, you know, I'm just going to become Red Hot Chili Peppers, you know, or, or better example, Radiohead. It's like Radiohead goes and releases. I remember I was laughing so much when it happened, when they released In Rainbows and everybody's like, yeah. look at them. They are independent and they made millions of dollars. It's like, dude, like, I mean, they had millions of dollars of push before this and then they become independent or Nine Inch Nails is another great example that yeah. they, they released that album Ghosts, you know, and they made uh, Trent Reznor made something like $25 million with that record. Uh, the record goes yeah yeah and of course it's like the the young person right now has this idea that you can just pull that off out of your pocket and i think that the the thing the media landscape changed so hardly that that as you're saying these things are becoming ever more harder and harder and harder and the attention spans of people are getting more tight so so i don't know i mean it's kind of like and, and this has produced a situation in which in order for you and this is what i hate about the current media landscape and the internet in order for you to to explode you need to be at the the biggest fool kind of something like that i mean or to really ridiculize things so much that that's the tiktok culture right yeah uh, i don't i 
Or maybe that's not a good idea. Uh, a good I idea. don't understand it, so I'm so I I'm not commenting about TikTok because I don't know what that what's going on over there. Uh, it's not my place <laughs> to comment on TikTok, but uh, yeah, like uh, I, I I listen to the Joe Biden podcast. Mm -hmm. Have you? No, do you know, know about that guy? That no. guy he was a rapper. Mm -hmm. Like a medium uh, tight rapper, he was like uh, he had a one big hit, yeah. Like pump, pump it up, uh -huh. and then and and he he released a lot of albums independently. Mm -hmm. uh, before uh, after after he was robbed, dropped from the label, yep. And he talks about that difference, right? Like when he was with the label and they were working his records uh, and then when he was independent and he was trying to push them uh, himself and he had like a previous uh, marketing campaign uh, uh, done for him mm -hmm. and, yes, and he, he I mean. still couldn't move records when he was independent because he was not a household name or something like that. And he talks uh, a lot about that reality that, uh, okay, maybe uh, some people can get famous because they catch a hit so, uh, somehow and maybe the internet works for them. But in general, you need like a big big money behind you like a big push and and i don't want to leave the the joe rogan topic because i wanted to criticize him and i ended up uh, what is what is something that you don't like about him i think he sold out i think he sold out and that's that's what i wanted to discuss with you mm -hmm. because we had like a twitter uh Exchange. Uh, interaction exchange about it uh, uh, and you know Twitter is not the best place to talk uh, about uh, the complex ideas yeah. this is the best this, place yeah 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 exactly this. so like what I, I was going to, to start writing my case in in 140 characters <laughs> no I wasn't so yeah. I waited until now <laughs> and I think it's all out I think it's obvious like he's a very he he made a, a portion of his name talking about conspiracies uh -huh. and talking about the moon landing uh, and uh, he's a very sophisticated guy. He knows Definitely. what's going on. He knows what's up. And he acts like he doesn't right now. When when there's... You're right uh, about that so much. He's always hundreds like, yeah. of hours of evidence that he knows what's an up. Exactly. And he now, he talks, he, 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 he makes fun of Eddie Bravo uh, <laughs> who used to be like his sidekick and now he makes fun of his, of his, of his theories. Of course, Eddie Bravo goes uh, to the deep end of the pool, but still, 
like he makes fun uh have you seen like an uh, a show with him and Eddie Rao? I have always, I always skip them I just don't see them for some reason like I'm just maybe I, I I would see them after this conversation but no I haven't okay no no it's 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 just like the I at first like I thought that he brought Eddie Bravo because Eddie Bravo could say what he couldn't Mm-hmm. And Eddie Bravo was like this, like uh, pararrayos. How do you say that? Um, like uh, that? You mean that he it attracts uh, lightning, or it's yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I mean, it's like it, it's a focus, it's a beam of attention. We can call it like that, perhaps. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure there's a word for pararrayos, very uh, perfect word yes. in English. Yes, but, yes, yes. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> lightning <laughs> so, stopper. <laughs> yeah, something like that. But but his attitude really changed. Like he started to make fun of Eddie Bravo in in, in the last uh, uh, I, I I'm gonna say two years. Like he's going very uh, uh, chill chill. Like you know that word chill. Yeah. Like he's he, yeah. Like he's he. He, when he says, when he talks, uh, uh, makes fun of of people calling he, him a chill. Yeah, like the, the you can tell in his face <laughs> that uh, that he's suffering and that he wants yeah. to talk, but he can't. And uh, you know, my, I, I, I uh, carry on, carry on. Excuse me, carry on, carry on. Please, please. No, I, I just. Uh, like uh, Eddie Bravo uh, straight up asked him about the moon landing. Mm-hmm. Like he told him, uh, I think it was in in an episode which is great. That that one you should watch with it, with it, which is with uh, Alex Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, I love the, the second with Alex Jones. Uh-huh. Yeah, the second one, Eddie Bravo is there. Uh-huh. I haven't. Seen I that think one, it yeah. was there when he asked him point blank at, at Joe Rogan, like, but what do you think, think about the moon landing now? Do you, what do you think about the moon landing? And he was like, uh, uh, like, uh, he, he didn't know what to say. He, he, he was stunned for a second. And he said like, you know, I wasn't there. I can say, I can, what do I know? Yeah. I can't say anything. So you like, have a feeling that because you, you have focused on the moon landing topic, you have a feeling that somebody forced him to change his mind or that about that in particular? I mean, like yeah. some sort of powers to be kind of thing, like NASA contacting yeah. him or the army just like, hey, dude, like, can you stop this? Yeah, I think he had he had the, the talk. Like He uh, had the talk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it happens. I don't, I don't. I can't say exactly when, but he really changed, and he has continued to to. But maybe he changed his mind. What do you think about that option? I mean, is that a possibility that he was like, oh, well, I saw the evidence, and I mean, is that an option, or do you think that you saw a change that was so sharp that doesn't kind of like coincide with that point of view? Yeah, I don't. I don't think that he changed his mind because I think he still thinks all of those crazy, crazy things. 
but <laughs> exactly, I, I think I think so. I, I see it in his face, like when he makes fun of conspiracies now, like that's the only moment when you uh, can say that he's not being sincere. He's a very sincere guy, and he talks freely about everything but when it comes to compare conspiracies I, I i don't know you know i'm not in his mind but i think i can see it like yeah. the other day he was talking about jeffrey epstein epstein uh -huh. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and it was like like this is not even a conspiracy you know like yeah the guy Everybody's was in, in he prison didn't he didn't kill himself yeah like yeah. yeah like this is something he can talk about right yeah and he was I, i don't remember who was his guest but he was telling him like eh, can you believe it like something this obvious happened like all my conspiracy friends uh my team for hat friends are going wild about it and and he started like making fun of this guy sam tripoli Uh -huh. who, who whose podcast is called exactly that team foil hat and and he was like sam triple is going nuts he thinks he's not even dead uh, i don't know but he said ah. he started saying it like <laughs> making fun of the guy and like that uh, i i think they, they are even using him as uh As, uh, as as to, to pass that information, like the other day, I saw him talking uh, uh, amazingly about Bill Gates. Yeah, uh, like he he didn't understand why people were yeah, uh, cri criticizing Bill Gates. Like, dude, you know why people are criticizing Bill Gates? You don't fool me. Yeah, I know you know, and I know you are acting. Yeah, yeah, and who knows? Who Joe knows? Rogan. <laughs> We know you're watching, Joe. Come on, tell us. Yeah, come on. Tell us within those <laughs> within those 400 views that this video will amass, like I know you're one of those. 399, 400. It was you. Yeah, or maybe Jamie. You know, he puts he put Jamie to to watch it. To, <laughs> to filter all the comments, you know, like like that that are negative about him or something like that. You know, I, I had a I had a guest. Uh, in the podcast, it was like number three or something like that. Uh, his name is Ilya Mazaev. He's a music producer. And he said something so wonderful. He he said something about the following. We were talking about bands who were great and then release records that are worst later. And he said something yeah. so cool. He was like, imagine trying to repeat a party. I mean, like, damn, we were the other day in Amilcar's house and we had such a great time. Let's repeat it exactly how it was. And then you try and you will never make it. Because, I mean, you have to just, it was so spontaneous, right? And it seems to be that figures as him experience some sort of kind of like, like a moment in which the party was so great that perhaps you cannot repeat it anymore in the future. Um, do you think that something like that is happening to Joe Rogan? I mean, it's, it's kind of like a character or degradation in a certain way. And then the prime was passed. Or is it more like a corporate kind of intervention i think my theory i have no proof is that it was a corporate intervention or government intervention that he had the talk 
Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Corporate exactly. government. Exactly. exactly, it's the same. Thing. Absolutely. Uh, he 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 was too big. Like it, it, he couldn't he couldn't keep going if if he was going to talk reckless. Like they had to to clip his wings, and 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 they can't do it. Uh, and 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 you know, like if. You and I, we can talk freely because we have nothing to lose. Exactly. But he he had like the big like the biggest podcast empire ever created. I think he's in a billion dollars, uh, a billion uh, views a, a month because of uh, including not only YouTube. I mean, if you sum everything, it's like a billion downloads a month, something like that. Wow! Yeah. No, that's so yeah. much. Or, man, no, no, sorry, a billion dollars, no. a billion, do a billion uh, downloads a year. Yeah, I think a year for okay, sure. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Ooh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, I, do I don't think, blame do him. I don't figures, blame him. Do you think that figures like that when we say they have nothing to lose? Do you think they can lose all of that, or they become greedy? And they want to keep that number of billion. I mean, because I mean, Alex Jones, for example, he was the platform. And uh, I mean, that guy still is making money, right? Uh, so there are two options. Either either you can lose everything or you can lose that peak. You know, do you think people like that are worried about losing that peak or about losing everything? Yeah, because they're, they're both, you know, yeah. like they don't want to lose that peak, but they have. They, they they can destroy you. They can they can they can yeah. do anything. They they can destroy your your character. They can accuse you of things that you're never going to recover from. Uh, they they like uh, the 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 stakes are high. Who, uh, who is they for you? I I the powers that be. I I say like if you want me to to define like who are they microsoft uh, american i mean the largest corporations yeah. in the world together with the largest governments in the world yeah but i will i would say there's there's uh, a level up up uh, an upper echelon yeah. over over those guys like the yeah. the real the real the The, the people who has been controlling the planet for 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 since the beginning, you know, like they are in the shadows. You don't know about them. You don't know who they are. You they they, they are anonymous on pur purpose, yeah. and they can they can do it. They 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 have the best people money can buy. Uh, uh, making them invisible so I can't know I don't know I'm yeah. a, just a regular person but if you want me to uh, pinpoint them I would say the people that own the banks yeah yeah and and well I mean the media is owned by the banks I mean it's all it's all come down from there it all comes down from there um, yeah I mean it's it's just just a uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, well, I have such a, here, here I'm going to go to the absolute realm of speculation, but sometimes I even Get think, that, sometimes I even think that it could be people who are not even from this planet. And I, and I really say that <laughs> half joking, yeah. I mean, you know, because I have a really particular view of uh, the whole UFO and uh, life outside earth. 
phenomenon. And here is my here are the the data points or the consideration points of my and in here we're having fun. Okay, I'm really not taking this so seriously, but that's why I made this podcast so we can have fun and talk. Let's have fun. Let's yes. have fun. Let's and have fun. Like yeah. you know, in in um, in when I think about about when I read about space and and uh, aliens and, uh, and extraterrestrials and things like that, I laugh at half not half, maybe 70%, 80% of the writers in this topic because they know jack shit about how the universe works. And so first point, anything that looks like a war for resources is ridiculous even to conceive or to think about. Because if you're an alien who can travel across all the galaxy to come here, you're 0% worried about any resources. Why I say that? There are asteroids that are orbiting the solar system that has that have more titanium than all the titanium that you can find on earth same with all the elements you want the solar system is just a mega minefield of asteroids and of sorry of material which you can obtain so anything that is physical material has 0% relevance and it has zero part of the conversation of aliens uh, or, or, or influence of extraterrestrial forces in different planets. There was a guy called Charles Hall, whom I don't think it's telling the truth. Again, in this, we're in the in the having some beers and having some fun territory. So I, I'm really not I'm really not like I mean my 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 imagination goes to those places and and I hope that my audience's imagination can go there too. Uh, Charles Hall is a guy who. He, he, he wrote, he wrote a, cer a, a certain like, set of books which are fascinating. I mean, uh, and excuse me to say that they're fascinating without having read them, but he spent a lot of time on YouTube discussing them. So I will, when I have time, read them, but I haven't. And uh, he narrates the following kind of story. He's like, listen, I was working as a, meteorolog uh, as a me meteorologist observer for the American army and uh, and I was, uh, I mean, I was a person who was working in Roswell. Uh, Roswell is not only the famous Area 51 base, you know, but there are there are all these um, parallel, you know, locations that are connected to this mystery, you know, which, which who knows what is there. Um, and his claim is that in the 60s, he was working as a weather observer. And uh, eventually, for some decision of the powers to be, he was, he was kind of, gain access to understand what was going on there, but he was not suppressed. He, there was an agreement in which he was allowed to, to talk, you know, to the public. But it always seems like the people who are allowed to talk to the public, like Tom DeLonge, you know, this whole thing about Tom yeah. DeLonge, like, <laughs> like holding... <laughs> to the Stars Academy. But it's so funny. It's like it, it happens recurrently that the people who supposedly are allowed to speak are immediately considered lunatics. And so it's it seems to be a pretty easy way for of... of canceling this information out it's just like don't even shut them up let them speak because everybody will consider them anything but what i really loved about the tales of charles hall is that because he wrote a, a like a set of books it's called the i think it's called the millennial society he 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 no relations to millennials by the way this was a long time ago um i mean he he says that the reason why the earth is visited by somebody is for the mere purpose of tourism and i really think that if there would be something like that it would look like that it would not look like they're coming here for for something and my wife has a really amazing idea because my wife and i 
that's why I'm married to her. My wife is the kind of person that you can be watching UFO videos at 5 a.m. with her and she would be like, whoa, you know, with you. Like she would be like, whoa, that's so cool. And, and she said something so fascinating. She has said a couple of sentences that are just, for me, are mind-blowing. And one of them was this one. If they would come here, it would be for our art. I mean, to, to, because that's something that you really, you really cannot find in the solar system anywhere else. I mean, you can find our art. And, 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 and the other thing you can find here is our media and also our, our, our knowledge and our ideas. And I'm bringing all of this fun, fun conversation just to add this kink, you know, that if you see in, uh, the possibility of a extraterrestrial in intervention in our culture, it would certainly be more connected towards somebody like Joe Rogan than towards what is under the oceans of the earth because they don't give a shit about what's there because you can find it anywhere. So who knows if this, sometimes I entertain this idea and what I have more fun even thinking about is that who knows if these people, if, the, if there are forces of that kind participating, if you have a really open mind to consider this and if you have a, you don't need to have a, such an open mind to consider the following. If those guys can build inter interplanetary spaceships, they can connect to a fucking Wi-Fi network for sure. And so this this all brings us to the point. Well, well, I mean, when we have a mega segue and we had a lot of fun, who knows who is pulling? Who know? Who knows who is pulling those lines? You know, um, whoever it is, it's kind of like a force outside culture, right? I mean, it doesn't matter if we are saying that it's from. By the way, I'm really by no means claiming in all seriousness that this is an extraterrestrial people who are absolutely, I'm not saying that. I'm just having fun here. Um, my mind is free enough because I know a lot about space to consider this possibility. Because, dude, I mean, if you really have the capacity, I mean, firstly, firstly, let me tell you this. There are more grains of sand. There are, there are more stars in the galaxy than grains of sand on the Earth. That's a fact. I mean, I'm not joking with that fact. That's a fact. And each star has kind of like six planets around it, five. So grab every single grain of sand on the Earth and then put six, five planets on there and multiply that by six, you know, and that's how many planets there are there. And if there's another culture in another place, you know, who is just 10,000 years ahead of us, imagine what they can do. I mean, imagine what if we don't destroy ourselves, what we could do. So I really don't understand why people find it preposterous just to present this kind of ideas on the table. Who knows? Because they are uh, really ridiculized yeah. from the top to, to the bottom. And you and, see, this kind of strengthens my suit. point. People just follow suit. Yeah. If you want to hide it, just make it ridiculous, you know, and then you, you can leave it there in plain sight. Of course, man. <laughs> I, I, I really suspect of everything that is made ridiculous exactly in the media like exactly. if if they make it ridiculous i Absolutely. start looking at it yeah because um you know like the other day i was watching killing eve mm -hmm. uh, the, and and she was ah she was in russia <laughs> <laughs> because she is russian like mm -hmm. the character mm -hmm. the the character is called villanelle and she is uh, 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 an assassin and she is russian and she was looking for her family and she went to russia and uh, there was two characters that were like uh, 
made uh, to look uh, like stupid. Yes. Like these two guys, like they, they, they are like stupid. Uh, and they start talking about uh, David Icke. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. this guy, David Icke, he knows his stuff. He, 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 yeah, he's a very smart man. And, you know, like they were putting like the stupid guys to talk about David Icke and, and Villanelle, who is like the main character, was like making fun of them. Like, yeah, sure, sure. And I was like, oh, man, mm-hmm. I have to hear what David Icke has to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, but, but this this is coming because David Icke had three interviews uh, uh, talking about the COVID situation. In London Real, or this was in London Real? Yeah, uh-huh, those, yeah. those ones. Uh-huh, like yeah. the London Real ones, like yeah. they, they blew up immensely. And they, you know, they are making like damage control with that Killing Eve show. Uh-huh, but uh-huh, every time that that, that happens... But, but I, 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 this is a great circle we have just drawn because you see their scriptwriters, you know, getting connected with the real narrative that it's actually happening on Twitter, you know, and receiving a feedback from there. And then they add to the narrative from the fiction side of things. And so the culture kind of gets all manipulated both in real time on Twitter and then in via the script, right? Yeah. Yeah. But... I don't know. Like, you are you uh, are you saying like this is like uh, it can happen naturally? You know, like maybe those yeah. uh, writers didn't get a note. Like, exactly. I agree with you. About absolutely, David Icke. absolutely, absolutely. It can happen. I'm not going to say that it can't, but I think that uh, they uh, make fun. Like they use ridicule as a we- as a weapon a lot, yeah. And it works, and it 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 it's it uh, censorship. Look, it, my, it works as censorship. I have a great sentence about that. This is kind of what defines my position about conspiracy theories. Is that it's sentence? This, by the way, this is a really controversial guy on the internet. His his name. Well, I don't know why he's controversial. He's a fucking Orthodox Jew. That's it. He's Ben Shapiro. He's a political commentator, and he's just on the right. Yeah. Wing. And he's a brilliant mind. Period. Doesn't matter if you like him or not. He's just a machine of thinking, and he has a great sentence, which is like, and maybe it's not his. Maybe he's bringing out from somewhere else. But the sentence is, "Don't attribute to brilliance what you can attribute to stupidity." And for me, that's kind of like (laughs) what defines my position about these things is like most likely I agree with you. Most likely this was just like they those guys who are writing those scripts are part of the culture and they were tweeting and saw or whatever on Facebook and saw David Icke and they laughed about David Icke and then they decide to include it. But there are there are documented cases of the CIA, for example, I mean, subsidizing certain kind of, of I mean, of films and nobody knows this. It's just like, for example, a person in the film fund X, whatever, I don't know which film fund, you know, receives funding all the sun and they don't know why these funds came to them. But somebody in the government knows that. that's kind of how I think it works. It's very selected cases. But yeah, the rest is just like a natural. It's not cycle. very selective cases, man. You're right. Yeah. They have their hands on every fucking thing, man. Can I curse? <laughs> 
Ah, of course. Like yeah. fucking? Yeah. Of course. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. No, no. Like it's more common than you think. It's it's really common. Like yeah. the the CIA and 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 those kind of agencies. I'm not going to say like specifically the CIA because I don't really know yeah, like I get all those intelligence agencies they have their hands on yes. media yes, because yes. media is very powerful and they can't not have they can't afford not to have their hands on there yeah like there's uh i wish i remember his name but he i don't I, he, like i remember the book's name the book is the assassination of Tupac Shakur mm -hmm. and other black leaders. Uh, I'm, I'm Jamieing. Uh, I'm Jamieing it <laughs> right now. Ah, uh, Jamie, pull it up, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Car carry on, carry on. I'm gonna tell you the name yeah. of the guy. Okay, that guy. He's he 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 says there like the the CIA funds five thousand magazines in america or something like that it's like uh, and he says like that may explain the 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 kiosk uh, the variety of yeah. publications you can get in a kiosk like uh, it's not it's 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 not like with would think man like the, the if, case they, of, if they don't they have the money and they the case of martin know luther king how to use it the case of martin luther king i mean it's a it's a way doc, i mean it's because in there we can go without speculation i mean it's a documented case of a governmental assassination which was covered and i mean and then you have things like jfk and what was the name of that i don't know if you will remember this there was this rolling stone reporter who like his car breaks I don't know if you remember this. I, I, I will. I, 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 sadly for me, I'm both the Jamie and the Ro Joe Rogan of this episode, so it's hard for me to find things in parallel. But um, yeah, there is a very famous uh, Rolling Stone reporter who, like, I mean, wait, Stone reporter uh, died car crash. Like, this is a really interesting Michael Hastings, bro. Like Michael Hastings was a really interesting case. Like he was really on something that he shouldn't have been. And, and, you know, classic, like a movie, his brakes just stopped working in a super advanced new Mercedes Benz. Bam. Went straight into a tree in California. Hmm. Perfect. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean it doesn't get, and you know what? Yeah. It, it was like his car was hacked actually. And it stopped using. Yeah. 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 Control I remember the story. Hmm. Like it was something to, to do with, Black goo? Yeah, I don't know. I remember. I, I don't know. I don't have like the story. He, what he was on investigating. What was he investigating? Do you know? No. I don't know. But that that those stories are are everywhere. Are everywhere. Yeah, he like, has a, a, a FBI files. Um, I mean, he was investigating. Well, I'm gonna skip it because I don't want to bore the audience. But Google Michael Michael Hastings controversy yeah, yeah, and you yeah. will get somewhere and aaron schwartz is a great example too uh, i mean one of the founders yeah. of reddit like like i mean people who are driving to suicide that that sh shouldn't have killed themselves things like that i mean the, 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 i do i do yeah. I, of course i mean i'm not naive in in the sense that i know that uh, and it's so funny from the from the russian perspective i mean 
it's really it's really inter it's it's obvious that that uh, governments interact in the culture all the time and and the american government especially i mean and and so who knows if there is an even larger you know player operating than something like a government or a corporation that's why i brought this uh, this uh, idea of who knows if maybe this is kind of directed from even from another planet but but yeah. But but it's certainly it's certainly and that's something that South Park explored really well. I we, I discussed with you the other day in the last season. I mean how 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 I mean foreign agents can really affect the culture from within and and just move things towards a new place. You know whatever they consider important and and so who knows if Joe Rogan is suffering from like you said the conversation. You know you know what was pretty obvious. Uh, well, I, I'm very fond of American politics, and I, for me, I, for me, American politics are like a game of SimCity. Like I see it, you know, from above, and it's like this society, and I see the simulation happening, and it's, and that's why it interests me. It's just like like the most advanced country in the world. So, or I don't have to call it advanced, but but I mean, it's the world leader, and. Um, and you know, uh, to be honest, I, I had a loss of the thread for a second. I just, if you can help me. Uh, SimCity. SimCity, American it's politics. It's like a simulation. The, 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 the Joe Rogan. We're talking about the intervention of, of foreign agents in the culture. Yeah. Yeah, well, it was... You, you need to pull yeah. out your, your guest powers and help the host. Yeah, I think like <laughs> man, like they 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 don't even have to tell you, you know, like they can just finance your movie and they have uh like they pass you a note with two things, like do this and do that and you would do it if it's the person that's financing your movie, you don't know he works for the CIA, you don't yeah. know anything, you know, like just for the money, you would do those two things, and you would get your movie done, like easily. Like, uh, like money with money, they can control the narrative, and they have to because that's their their job. Yeah. So yeah. I think they are they have their hands in that pie deeply, like deeply and, and I, and in all media. Yes, and I think I think these things are are a bit more subtle than what they seem to be. I mean, in the sense that most of the people that are involved in this chain of command would, would say, I have no idea that this is happening. It's just like, hey, I mean, that's where the money's coming from. You know, he's the boss and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's crucial because people that don't believe in this kind of ideas always say like, oh, like so many people would have to be, to oh, no, be involved. No. And no, like, no, you don't say anything to your employees. It's like when you work at a company, like you have a job, you do that job, you know the information yes. specific for that job, and you don't know anything else. And, and it's bad form. It's considered bad form to, to ask your boss about the, the other, the, the, the overarching uh, strategies of the company, you he he won't answer you that. And, of course, and, that's, and maybe he doesn't and, know and, your boss. I mean. And maybe he doesn't know. Yeah. yeah, and and that and that's in a company that is not national uh, security. 
uh, it's not it's not a top secret. The, he he just won't tell you because he because you don't need to know and exactly. shut up and do your job. Exactly. Uh, uh, if you extrapolate that to the world, like pff, only a few people yeah. need to know, and then they tell another one do this, and and he do it because yeah. that's his job and that's it. So, so, so making a like kind of like weaving, weaving all of this together, what we have been discussing here in, in as uh, until this point. So, do you think that these forces were away from the internet at the beginning, and that's why it was such a free place, or do you think they were there from the beginning? No, no. I think it was a trap, and I think we fell for it. Ah, yeah, from the, I, from day yeah. zero. Because I, I until this yeah. moment, I was thinking the opposite. Great, great. I, I like that. Yeah. No, because the internet is is military technology. Yeah, uh, they invented it, and and I think like the freedom of of the beginning, it, it was to lure, lure us in. Like, like it's happening now with cryptocurrency, you know, <laughs> I, I, I love, I, yeah, I, I, I love the idea. I think it's beautiful. Oh, when I think about all the ideas that have to, to, to occur at the same time for cryptocurrency to exist, yeah. it's something beautiful to me. Yes, like yes, I, I can't think about it for days and, and be in love with those ideas But that's also a trap because uh, they, right now it is as free as the internet was at the beginning. But the the uh, in a, in in ten years it will it will not be. Absolutely. They will be in control of the whole uh, environment environment. And I think the internet was a trap, and I think I fell for it like <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> And I think this was the, the 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 plan all along, you know, like the to to get us to spy on ourselves, to get us to give them all the information that they couldn't get, uh, and and to end privacy. Uh, I have, and, and I think it worked <laughs> i have a natural question where we can solve uh, another internet dispute that you and i had slight internet dispute and i had why do you think snowden snowden is not a uh, interesting individual or or a fool i don't remember what you told me once online like what is your opinion about yeah. people like snowden do you think they're part of the same process or totally totally mm -hmm. i don't think i don't think you can uh You can betray the CIA, like that doesn't happen. You know, I think he's an employee of the CIA and he has always been. And that process, it has, it, it, it's always at play. It's called revelation of the method. Yeah. Like they tell you what they are doing for you to know it. And for you to say it's ridiculous, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's the same. You it's have to, you that, have uh, to know it. Yeah, you, you know, like he didn't say anything that we weren't that we didn't already know. Yes, we did, we already knew like they were spying on us, but he made it official. Like when he said it, like uh, people couldn't deny it anymore, and and uh, and that's a part of the process because you have to know that they are in charge uh, even if you don't admit it to yourself you you know 
you know they are in charge, you know what they can do, and they 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 would never be on TV telling you like uh, uh, they they can't get on TV and tell you that they know everything you do in your private life, but they can create a character like Snowden to tell you that. And then you know, and then you start censoring yourself. Yeah. And then you start, you, 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 you know, you, but that, but that, it's that, a very sophisticated sure. system of control. Sure, but I, I do have an opposition to that idea, which is that Snowden is here by coincidence and not a coincidence. I mean, and, and that would mean that Russia is playing. Well, I just answered my own question because, because I mean, Russia is super interested in spying its own citizens. And I mean, the revelations of Snowden distract the attention of the Russian public. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that Russia is collaborating with the USA in that sense, because I, I'm telling you, Russia is a pretty, to, to a certain extent, independent actor. And when I say independent actor, I don't mean that it's not evil. I mean, it's equally evil. It, it, I'm just saying that it's uh, like, it, 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 it just, it's, it's its own kind of evil. and. And so uh, you can profit. Yeah. You can profit from that. I mean, I'm enter. I, I I have never contemplated your idea, and I don't necessarily agree. And I wanted to counter it. I wanted to counter punch that idea by telling you. But look, Russia. No, no, no. But, I, but but that's the cool. I mean, I'm a pretty honest thinker, so my ideas fall apart as I say them sometimes because I realize. <laughs> cool. I mean, because I realize that they they don't have a good structure. So my counter punch was going to be no, no. It cannot be that Snowden is a puppet because Russia is protecting him. But no, I mean, it can perfectly be that he's a puppet and then Russia makes the the puppet its own puppet. I mean, it's like, okay, well, let's use Snowden to distract the attention of the Russian public to get distracted from the fact that the Russian ar army is investigating everybody. So, I mean, and also it actually magnifies their argumentation because it's like, look, it's the Americans who do it, not us. But I mean, when you live here, you know that all this technology is being applied to you as well. I mean, with the limitations of, of the economy, which our economy is, is way smaller than the American one. But but you, you understand where I'm going from there. It's like, I mean, I, I cannot use that argument to beat you up because Russia could perfectly just use that puppet to do something with that puppet. It doesn't matter. It, it matters zero. I'm going to... To, to segue, do we have do we have time? Oh, man, yeah. How, how are I mean, we my, time? My, my position is uh, two hours and we're in, in the hour 10. So oh, take your time, bro. Well, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go this route, but uh, I want to, to apologize to the audience uh, first <laughs> because this is gonna be rough. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't I don't I don't think I don't think I think there's a one world government, uh -huh. and there has been for a long time, and everything that happens on the stage on the political stage is a show uh, and i don't think it's it's a bad show i think it's a good show <laughs> so for, for that to happen it has to be real you know it has to be real so the way i see it is like uh like uh like uh, a league like a sports league mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Let's use uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid as an example, you know? Yes. Like, do, yes, yes. do they hate each other? They hate each other. 
do they uh, are they competing? Do they want to win no matter what? Of course, they want to win no matter what. Uh, 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 and uh, do they do they industrial use espionage on the other? Each other? Yes, yes. Of course they do, and they do, do they sabotage each other. They sabotage each other, and they uh, enjoy when the other one loses. Yes, yes, Every, yes, yes, all of that happens. You know that all of that is real. But in the end, they know that they belong to the league, that the league yeah. Yeah. is above all their their fighting. They have like an. Uh, uh, a person, uh, not a person, an organization that can that can arbitrate that, and they and they and wouldn't they, do something to harm the league, for example. They wouldn't. They can't. They can't. You know, and they and they, to, they yeah. know that's their business, and they know that the the rivalry, the rivalry, works for them both. You know, they both make make money of the rivalry, uh, and and. Uh, they are partners in a way, you yeah. know, like yeah, yeah. they can hate each other <laughs> all you want, but they are partners in a way and they are, uh, they have more in common with each other yeah, yeah. with you peasants. <laughs> yes. You, <laughs> you know, know, you know, to give, to give strength to your idea. Um, if you ever see Putin's speeches in the future or notice something, he will always say the word our American partners. He always says this word. Whoa. Our partners of the West. I mean, even when he's talking about that a fighter jet knocked down a Russian fighter jet in Syria, he would say, "Well, an American partners failed to inform us on this information." And we, so, so I mean, the way th this actually <laughs> gives uh, more entertain entertains even further my idea of like, I mean, perhaps there is a unifying factor that comes from above, or I mean, because. Because, because recently, I, 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 I'm I just, not mad at that idea. I, <laughs> I, 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 it's it's so funny. I'm not close to it. I'm yeah. not close to it. I, I don't know. I have, I don't have any proof. But hey, who knows? Why the, not? The, there is a brilliant South Park episode, uh, which is, um, it, I think, I, I don't remember the name of the episode uh this is an easy one to find earth uh tv Jamie, show. pull it up south park <laughs> episode it's called the, the episode is called cancelled the episode is called cancelled. oh perfect yeah and perfect it, this episode aired in the 19th of march of 2000 and so it's an old one so the, the plot is that man it's amazing the plot is that um you know, since the first season of South Park, uh, they were they were introducing this idea that that uh, Cartman was visited by aliens and and, and an anal probe. Actually, the first episode of South Park is this that Cartman wow. is visited by aliens and they put an antenna on his ass, and so the antenna is beaming out information there. And so several seasons. I remember that, but I didn't know that it was the first episode. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the very first one. Wow. It's called Cartman okay, gets okay. an anal probe. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and so uh, in season seven, imagine seven years later, they bring back this concept that those antennas uh, were actually designed to beam out information to an interstellar TV network. And so, and so, uh, the, 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 the what the plot discovers for the audience is that each planet on the galaxy or in the universe has only one species, but that Earth is a is a reality show 
where they put species from all over the universe and they put them all in one planet and so they made a tv show called earth and and the episode is about the fact that the the show lost popularity and so they're going to destroy the planet so they're going to cancel the okay they're gonna cancel the earth and actually the the funny thing that i wanted to tell you there is like they come to them and they're like don't you ever see that all aliens look the same but you guys are like you have like blacks chinese uh, asian uh, you know whatever latinos you know these are all people from all over the world they were all put together here and and so well eventually i mean doesn't matter the 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 point is that it kind of it speaks in the air and the atmosphere of what we were discussing before you know if there would be a unifying uh, agent it would in my belief that comes from another planet it would be way much more connected with something like that even though it sounds so fucking stupid than to be connected with something like a material need that a more advanced civilization would have and who knows what is that unifying factor but i I wanted to that's a segue on the south park episode now i want to tell you more seriously uh uh, or 100 percent seriously about how i see your idea of uh of something like a global government i mean um yeah. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. A go little... Ahead. Uh, uh, Please, go ahead. No, I wanted to say that the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy yeah. Yeah. starts like that, you know, like uh, they they have to destroy Earth because an, uh, a highway, highway is going to pass <laughs> <laughs> through here and then uh, the, whole, the whole thing starts. And before I leave the UFO phenomenon and my vision of the UFO phenomenon, I will tell you why, because the the million dollar question is always, if this is a a factor in our lives, why? Why? I think it was Terrence McKenna who said this idea is really funny idea. It's like, why why they have never landed on the on the white house and we all see it and the answer well the answer that Terrence McKenna said it was because they know we will nuke them if they try to do that but 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 that's not that's not what i think actually i mean you know uh, i always when people ask me this question because i really love this topic and i love this topic because i know the math you know and i know the math of how many possible worlds exist and and the time that the universe has been happening and so just do you do the math and then you realize but but still there is something called the fermi paradox which is like well i mean the math exists but we still haven't been visited why is that uh and my answer to that is 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 very simple is man for example there is a place on the on the arctic called lake vostok it's uh it's in the south in the south pole it's it's i mean in, in near in the arctic and uh, this is a four kilometer piece of like it's a lake which is under four kilometers of ice so that lake has been isolated from the external world for 20 million years or something like that or i don't remember exactly the name but it's a pretty ancient place that has been isolated by a by a sheet of ice and russia has a, a like a research center there and they designed a super sophisticated drill system that works on water vapor you know to be able to melt the ice in a way in a very special way to make sure that when we reach to the bottom this was already done many years ago to make sure that when they reach to the bottom and they can sample the water they don't contaminate it Uh, so where am i going to this i mean we are another species compared to those microbes that live under that 20 million or whatever million year uh, isolated place and we go to very extreme length for them quote unquote not to notice us what i mean is like they don't want to we don't want to contaminate that lake so and also you see like you know there are species of monkeys in in the in in the amazon you know that people really go to very far away lengths just to not disturb them and when people think about aliens and things like that they 
they dehumanize them to a point that they don't imagine that perhaps and i'm telling you if we would go to another planet and there's life there we would go to very large extremes to not bother them at all or, or at least not to make sure that they don't notice they don't want to obviously affect our culture so that's why i think if, if this possibility would be entertained seriously one has to take this idea that i'm saying seriously like they don't show themselves off in the in the white house for the same reason why we would not show ourselves up in the white house i mean because we yeah. just simply you know even even when you when you for example it will deserve the whole yeah. life in the planet forever you don't it do would that. never be the same like like forever. for example when i'm walking around some city and there is a like a religious situation happening inside a church and i want to see that church i just don't want to enter there because i don't want to ruin their moment you know something like that i mean whatever it's it's the same i think it, it, that that would be my argumentation for why we haven't seen this and also i mean why we yeah. have and, and and another thing is that we have seen it uh, yeah. i haven't yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I don't, I don't uh, ridicule the people who Me have either. seen it, yeah. which are like thousands of people and pilots uh, all and over pilots the world. Like yeah, you know, you have to ignore all of that. Those testimonies to yes. say that they haven't been around. Yeah, you and have so to 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 think that. All of those people are, are crazy. Yes. Like, yes, come yes, on, yes, yes, like yes. Uh, the, uh, maybe they are, yeah. but I wouldn't uh, dis discard their testimonies like that yeah. just because in the TV they say that there are no no aliens. Yeah, yeah. Like, when the whole Tom DeLonge thing was gathering traction, I was just laughing so much about this ridiculization factor and 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 I mean, how easy really is to to it's the easiest way to make it go away it's just the easiest way just make it funny make it make it stupid and then people will just consider it a, a fake and and maybe maybe that's the unifying factor i mean but but anyways now now that we have made this kind of parenthesis i wanted to tell you let's for a second destroy the idea of a unifying factor coming from outside of our planet and and uh go, okay, okay. Go, going yeah, back yeah, to your yeah. idea going back to your idea of the of the global uh, order you know um, yeah let's do it i think that i think that this is uh, a little bit i mean i think that these conversations happen always i mean in between somebody like putin xi jinping and uh, and uh, trump you know like like i mean about what are we gonna do to make sure that there is some sort of cohesion you know but you know i have made a big swing political and, and uh, spiritual swing in my life and nowadays i stand as a conservative orthodox christian that's exactly my official position of worldview and it's really radical oh. yes yes and i could talk for hours about why i made the transformation and and i mean and and i would really and i would love to talk about that but maybe not immediately now i just want to say something the following that world world order is not necessarily bad like when we see really and when we see the the, the fact that these forces are controlling us from above the question would be what's the alternative i mean the alternative is what that we all run around naked and just don't care about the fact that there is there are countries that need to be organized so we can actually take an airplane and fly to argentina from moscow you know these things are the reflection of of the fact that we because you know our evolution as a species as, as an animal was multiplied by a factor of a million by the fact that we became tribes and 
tribes started competing with each other and that is not a bad thing i mean that's how you make sure because when you live in the vantage point from the venezuela for example which is a country that has no winter it's very easy to to kind of imagine a world without a state but when you are in moscow and there is minus 30 degrees celsius and you need to have heating you know an anarchist group is not going to be so successful at producing that so so i do believe that this world order exists I do believe that it can lean towards evil or towards good. But I don't think that it's necessarily orchestrated in, in the, for, the, for the benefit of somebody. I mean, that, let me tell you, let's say it better. I don't think it was built for the benefit of somebody. I think it, it just naturally appears when you put these forces and make them collide. And then people learn how to game it after it already exists. Right. That's more how I see it happening. And then the people who know how to game it. I mean, Russia intervened in the American elections. (laughs) No way. Of course it did. Like, who the fuck thinks they didn't? I mean, America intervened in everybody's elections. I mean, it's just such a childish conversation to imagine that these forces are not operating. And what disturbs me the most about the current moment in history is to see how everybody all of a sudden became a nine-year-old kid who has no fucking idea about how a world is built. (laughs) Oh my God, America. And that's something that I love about Russian. Russians are not like that. Russians are like, America intervene in election. Of course, we do the same. Fuck that. Like, and there is no like an outrage about it. It's just like adults talking, you know. It's not like, oh my yeah. God. And that's the worst thing about what's going on now, man. It's like this, this, uh, this. Oh man, the infantilization. The infantilization of, the... of everybody. It's just so yeah. crazy. But we're in the age of Horus. Yeah. So that's yeah. to to be expected, you know. Like all yes. like the, the culture today is infantile. Like all those superhero movies, yeah. they are for children. Yes. And people are children, and they act like children. And the policing and of Twitter, are, we are children. Yeah, the policing of Twitter and Facebook are. I, I mean, it's for children. I mean, I cannot, I cannot digest yeah. the fact that all the sun. A technology corporation is worried about the fact that I'm going to read something that may disturb my brain. It's like, no, no, I don't think they they do that. That's what they say. But yeah, yeah, of course, in the end, they they just want control of 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 to have like a legal uh, legal way of controlling thoughts, the yeah. thoughts of the people. You know, because once that's in. Uh, installed they can do anything with it they can't say like this idea is offensive Uh, you know like right now they are doing it with ideas that are big uh, and that that that, you know like the 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 it's very clear what they are doing but in five years, ten years, it's going to be muddy, and yeah. they can do anything they want with this, uh, with this power that we we are giving them. So that it's very very dangerous, yes. but it's happening. It's I'm gonna, happening. I'm going to share with you because I I what I'm my media uh, my source of daily news right now comes from the American right and the Republican party I mean that's what I'm seeing every day nowadays that's and crazy man yes yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's that, yeah that's what interests me and I want to tell you uh what are because 
I know that very, very possibly you don't check out those sources. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, can we uh, a little interjection because because I think I feel like you're going to change the subject. I wanted no, to say actually that actually the, no, but carry on, carry on. Mm -hmm. Okay. The that movie Hero. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie? Like no. a Chinese movie. Uh, ah yes, yes, yes. I haven't seen it. It's South Korean, right? South Korean, right? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh yeah, seen it. I think so. I think so. Uh, please look it up, Jamie, <laughs> Jamie because yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not sure <laughs> because I think like it's about China, but maybe the South Koreans. I don't know. I think it's Chinese. Oh because no, no, no! You're right. You're right. You're right. Plot, Sorry, bro. Yeah, so it's Chinese. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because the plot is that all of yeah. these tribes are. Uh, Warring, uh, it's a spoiler alert if you haven't ah, seen. Ah, it's Hero. fine. It's fine. Uh, I don't mind. But for the audience, okay. Yeah, spoiler alert. Yeah, for the audience. Uh, sorry, audience. Yeah. Or skip it. But the plot is that all of these uh, different tribes are fighting each other, and there is like uh, one that is winning, mm -hmm. and the the leader of that tribe of that. Uh, um, we're gonna say tribes. I don't know mm -hmm. what's the proper term, but the leader is the bad guy of the movie, mm -hmm. uh, and he's winning. And this guy, the hero, is like a, kind of an assassin, and he has like a, a, he wants to take revenge on on this uh, on this leader because of something that happened. I yep. don't remember exactly, but the great amazing thing about that movie is that in the end he has the guy you know and 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 he fooled him to let him in into his palace and he knows he can jump and kill him and at that time he realizes that this is the only guy that can unite china mm -hmm. and that if he kills him mm -hmm. Uh, the war between the tribes is going to keep going on. Uh, Even and, though and he's that, an assassin, right? Even though he's the, the evil guy. He's the evil oh, guy wow, and amazing. he probably killed someone on, in his family and oh. he has it, you know, like he did all the movie he was trying to get to that moment and in that moment he realizes that this guy is the only chance the country has to be united. Yeah. And he amazing, doesn't yeah. kill him, and the, and the, uh, that's like kind of related to the idea yes. that you were saying that it's not necessarily bad because exactly. somebody has to do it, and, exactly. and maybe to do that you have to be like a like a cutthroat. You know, uh, you know <laughs> I remember. I remember. By the way, before I before I leave that idea, I wanted to say I, I, I'm not gonna forget the new idea I was gonna say now. The old idea I wanted okay. to say was the following: the right. The right is fighting for an interesting thing that I don't know if have, has reached your feet or your area of, of knowledge, but but I just want to share this with you so you put it in your system because it's really interesting. The American right is kind of leaning towards the following idea. The problem we have with social media platforms is that they act as the phone company and as a publisher at the same time. What does it mean like that? If I call you and I tell you, fuck you uh, on, the, on the phone, uh, the company who beamed that phone call is not the guilty one for what I say. And right now, American legislation treats 
technology companies not like publishers. It treats them like the phone company and it doesn't make them liable for what their users say, but they started acting like an editor. And so the American right wants to start treating social media companies like you will treat a newspaper because it's kind of like, dude, I mean, you're, you're, you're obtaining the benefits of acting like the phone company, but you're not being punished like the newspaper and but at the same time you're acting like the newspaper i mean if 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 one of my guys uh, uh i mean if i have a newspaper and somebody writes on my newspaper everybody go out and burn uh, this city you know and they go and I, I mean i as the editor of a newspaper i'm gonna go to prison because i accepted that article to be published and i'm being treated as a newspaper but right now social media companies are policing their users it would be like, imagine that the phone company is all of a sudden like just interrupting your conversation and blocking what I'm telling to you. But, but at the same time, they're not facing the responsibility of what their user says outside of the platform. And that's a really big problem. And the American right is trying to yeah. legislate that. And I don't know where that's going to go. I'm just telling you that people from that side of the aisle, uh, you know, it's very interesting. Yes. Yes. It's are very pushing interesting. For that. Yeah. Because the, they are doing it because the social media platforms started with the censorship. Exactly. With, with trying exactly. to control exactly. what the people say. It's either because or. If, if they leave it alone, they Then, they then you're like the phone company. Be, then you're okay, like the phone company. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I That's get amazing. It. But, but, yeah. but if you, but you just that, start that, policing what people say, you're not a phone company anymore. You're a newspaper. Yeah, exactly. Kind of. Exactly. So now you are responsible, liable, yes, yes, even. Yes. And that, that's this thing that that's happened powerful, recently. Man. Yes, that's really, that's, that's, I mean, the thing is that, you know, something happened after the Second World War. And, I'm, and as a person who lives in Russia, this makes me vomit. You know, what happens after the Second World War is that Nazi and Soviet are not the same thing for people. It's like Nazi, bad. Soviet, well, kind of bad. It's like, no, 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 no. It's the same bad. There is only one difference. I'm going to tell you. The Soviets kill more people. That's the only difference. And that's something that it's shocking. When you say the right, people think like Nazi. It's a kind of like, and it's really not like that. I mean, there is, a, there is something, there, there is a very beautiful movement in the conservative world. And I mean, and what they're trying to do is like, well, it's just define good rules to play. I mean, and that's the difference. And so there is a lot of people within the right that are trying to find a way to legislate to fix this problem because right now we're in a limbo you know in which those companies can behave however they want and and yeah and, and i mean and the tech Look, and the I'm tech world is most yeah exactly uh, uh, for like uh, with all my might <laughs> i'm against yes. censorship yes and i don't agree with many people's ideas but i will fight for them to be able to 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 express them Yes, and 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 I think what the, these companies are doing is uh, awful. It's yes. terrible, and it sets a precedent that is dangerous, mm -hmm. like no other. Mm -hmm. So that thing that you're telling me, that idea, yeah. Uh, I, I will uh, share with you. I will I share think with I you. Agree. I agree. Yeah, I have to think about it more because. Uh, uh, it's it's almost like making more rules, like more sure. rules. I I don't think I don't think it's the answer. No, but 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 here it but, is. It, it's it's not like more rules. It's more like 
let's define what are you are you the phone company or are you the and then you can go and decide that that's it once you decide yeah. that it's like okay then then because imagine if i'm talking to you on the phone and then megaphone or the, whatever my company cuts my conversation yeah I, I could sue them potentially i mean because i have always felt a little bit awkward on, on twitter something like i mean i have felt i'm gonna explain what i mean i, I mean that i have felt when i complain about them I have always had this feeling, which is like, well, but I'm kind of using their platform, so they kind of can do whatever they want with me. But that's a very naive point of view, because, I mean, in the end, we do have an exchange, and it's a commercial exchange, because my data is super uh, expensive, I mean, and they are getting it. So we are ex establishing a transaction. Uh, what we don't have is clear rules of the game, and I don't have the capacity to go to sue Twitter because they blocked my account. Yeah. And that's yeah, the only yeah. thing that I think makes sense. I mean, it's like, hey, Twitter, you're like the phone company. That's it. And then if you block this person's phone call, you're violating the contract. That's it. And so you cannot just... That's what most people on the right in the US are pushing for. And actually, Donald Trump signed the... When this shit happened, I don't know if you noticed, if it appeared in your feed, you know that uh, Twitter labeled one tweet from Donald Trump as inciting violence. Yeah, yeah I remember. And, and, and Twitter and, and Donald Trump signed the first executive order that would go would lean towards treating twitter not as a publisher but as a uh, sorry as, as a publisher and not as a phone company anyways i'm not articulating this because I, I i care more about other topics and i will certainly like post uh, maybe put it as a link in the description of the show i mean a very articulated exp uh, you know uh well-explained version of what i'm trying to say right now because i mean what i'm telling you the principle goes but i'm sure that it's more nuanced and then and that I lose, you know. Yeah, the, I got it. Yeah. So I yeah, think exactly. the audience is going to be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure of that. I'm sure of that. And but... and and it it makes all the sense in the world. Like they are censoring a lot of shit, and they shouldn't be because uh, it's their platform. But yeah. we we are like the 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 gas. Exactly. Of that platform. Exactly. Exactly. And we deserve some respect. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. This could be a good metaphor. That I'm driving on the car, and then whenever I say the word sandwich, the car just like blocks the gasoline, and it's like <laughs> because the yeah. car doesn't like the word sandwich or something. It's like wait, wait, wait. But I yeah. pay for this car, and that's the other thing that people really because that, that's what. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, that's that's what I fear about the self-driving cars and all oh, that. Man. Yes. Like, yes, man, yes. I don't I don't like that. I I, yeah, I want to be in control of my destiny because yes. they could block me from from going places. Yes. Like. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like that too. I mean, I think that, I mean, it's very interesting that you and I are having this conversation because we were always like kind of futuristic for our time. We were looking forward towards the future. And, <laughs> yeah. and today, today I was, I was, when I was walking with my son, I, I really remember the moment I looked at some plant and this idea appeared in my head, which was, it's funny that you never tried TikTok because you were always trying everything, always the new, like, I mean, you always were trying. What happened that you stopped wanting to try? And it's just like the thing became a mess. The thing really became a mess. Like, and, it, and we are, yeah. we are, the, the, we are, I mean, I really remember, I, I'm on Facebook since 2006. Fa Facebook came out, uh, what, in 2005, something like that. I mean, I'm, I, I, or something like that, 2004. Yeah, probably. And I really that remember, right. 
I really remember when the wall appeared, like the moment when the wall appeared. And I really remember yeah. thinking, oh, this sucks. This sucks. What the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, like, I mean, now everybody's going to be sharing like there. And I never could imagine that how much it was going to suck, like until years later. Like, I just couldn't imagine how much it was going to suck until years later. And then where we are standing now, it's I mean, the most the most uh, ugly thing is that we entered voluntarily and we entered without yeah. any kind of it was like signed signed here yes okay you know yeah you know, yeah there is a danish <laughs> there is a danish uh i think it was from denmark uh, once again jamie but the, jamie right now is drunk so we cannot talk to him <laughs> like he cannot help us but or, or uh for by the way i don't know if there's anybody who does know what we're talking about with jamie but he's the usual helper of the podcast guy and i don't have that so um there is joe a, rogan yeah. he's the he's the the right hand man yeah, Joe Rogan's exactly. right-hand man. Exactly. Yeah. So he's always pulling out I don't things. know. Like, everybody have, has watched all this one I'm Joe shocked. Rogan. I'm shocked about it. I have met so much people when I say... And people... Not not from Russia, because Russia is in a different place, but more people from Venezuela or something. I said, like, have you heard Joe Rogan? No. Oh, well, okay, great. Check it out. Anyways, um, there is a, there is a... I think it was in Denmark or in Sweden. It was a Nordic country. They did this thing, which was they read all the terms and conditions for something like signing up to to youtube or something and they okay. i mean it was like a six hour uh, broadcast on national tv <laughs> they did it just wow. to take a piece i mean just to take a piece of, of course of course <laughs> they fucking like it's read like... every single point of the whole thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> no no those things could be like two pages yeah, you know they like they pages, yeah. they make it they make it uh it's the same trick that the lawyers use, yes. like using big words and made up words yeah. to to confuse you and to think into thinking that they are useful. I'm not saying like lawyers aren't useful. No, of course, uh, of course. <laughs> uh, uh, but but you know you know what I'm talking of about. Course, you know that those contracts could be very simple. Absolutely. And that 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 you make it uh, uh, six hours long of uh, on purpose to make people not read them to include like the things that you want to include yeah you know. yeah yeah and then and also to be able to change them without people really questioning them i mean wow how many times have the terms of services changed and we just say like aha okay accept go no problem yeah what are you gonna do yeah like, yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> man i don't know i don't know how we're gonna get away from this because we're also we're all back to that brett weinstein joe rogan conversation i mean we need to make money and, and all of a sudden the money is made there yeah it's so, a paradox man it's a paradox <laughs> you know yeah. th this this is a good way to 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 lean towards towards a new place in our conversation a new frontier and also it's totally connected. I mean, one of the things that I think that people, one of the big problems that we face as a world right now is that um, people have deleted the fact that life is a paradox on itself and that everything we experience is paradoxical. And, and it's really important to think like that. That's another thing that I obtained from Carl Jung. I mean, that's in the center of his thinking. It's like if you start understanding that things are paradoxical and you stop seeing them as good or bad, 
you make a big progress in, in understanding better what you should do. I mean, the internet is something that is paradoxical and then and, and these companies are something that is paradoxical and even eating is something that is paradoxical. I mean, eat too much and you're fat, eat too little and you die, you know. Uh, so I don't know how to build a good media diet. You know, what, what, what kind of things come to your mind when you're trying to kind of balance your life? Do you have a strategy or are, or are you like a prisoner like, like I am sometimes? Mm, uh, media wise, you say? Like a media like, diet, I mean, or social media a diet. A media diet. Like, 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 yeah. I, don't, I don't feel like I have a major problem uh -huh. i just go where where my where my attention wants to go and i i follow my instincts and i uh, i'm not married to to any news organization or to or to any yeah, or any personality like i i and i and i don't don't throw the baby with the bathwater. Like if someone has a useful idea and I'm against everything else they stand for, I still appreciate the idea, and I try to go with 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 my with my gut. You know, like if if I read something and and it it seems unauthentic to me, It's, I just stop yeah. reading it. Yeah. and go somewhere else uh, the, the only good thing uh, no well not the only but one of the good things that has come out of all of this digitalization of media is that you have a lot of options yes and and, and, and I still long for that time when when uh, when the internet wasn't as corporatized as, yeah. as today. And that the, there were a lot of more options, and they were like uh, like made for by real people. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 what I would love to have back, like that that period when 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 the internet was made by real people. Yeah. But since that's not going to come, I. Uh, go with the flow i i i try to 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 uh, to, to be healthy to <laughs> do it healthy you are you are i'm really curious one of the and i think this will take the last minutes of our podcast i'm really curious to hear your opinion about where um, where does latin america stands in all of this is it like just marginalized or it has a trend of its own um, Is it the same Damn. or it's just negligible? Uh, do, do you mean in the internet, in the, in the media yeah. landscape? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, man. You're more focused uh, outside or, or, or are you focusing Latin America as well? I focus outside more. I, 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 it's hard for me to talk about it because, uh, for example, Uh, in music, Latin America is bigger than ever. Mm -hmm. Everybody uh -huh. is listening to Latin music, but at the same time, that that should be beneficial to me. But at the same time, it's the music that I don't like yeah. that gets popular. 
And and I think that could be extrapolated to everything that's happening in, in from outside America. It, from outside, it feels peripheral, not central. But I don't know yeah. if it is because I'm not there, you know. Of course, of course. Yeah. No, of course, of course. Yeah. Peripheral. Yeah, maybe. I, don't, I, I, I live here, so I'm surrounded by it. Uh, I, I, it doesn't. It, it has never feel, feel felt in, yeah. in important uh, to to the world, but but it's important to me. So I, I don't know. It's it's really. I think you have a better perspective because you're outside. Yeah. From the inside, it, it feels like it's important. I don't. I don't. Yeah, from here. I mean, this was like the, my worst question. I couldn't. No, well, it's not easy. It. It's not easy. I mean, to answer. I mean, for yeah. example, for example, uh, I criticize. I, I give you a guide of how would I answer that question, and perhaps this could lead you towards giving me some info on what's happening there. Like when I crit when I talk about the Russian media landscape, you know, I okay, and I put it next to to the American media landscape or or the UK or because. That's the thing. When you're thinking about Russia, you can make those comparisons because Russia makes rockets, boats, cars. Uh, I mean, it has a market. It's 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 not. I mean, to give you a perspective, how smaller we are, the economy of New York State is the side of the economy of Russia. I mean, it's not like we're wow. so huge. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're so huge, but but anyways, I mean, uh, yeah. We no, have some still, it's big. We it's have some shit going big. on, and but anyways, I mean. One of the reasons why I make this podcast was because of the gap that I feel that exists in the long format, um, uh, in the long format uh, kind of Russian-oriented, Russian world-oriented uh, conversations. You know, there is there is like a, a certain guy, certain group of guys, but there is kind of like one guy for everything. Whereas when you see, like in the case of Russia, are Joe Rogan is, is called Dude. He's like a very famous guy and he has a similar kind of idea podcast. But there is one and there is a big hole here. And it, it feels that it could be way much more developed for the size of our market. And uh, when you analyze this uh, in every aspect, you will find this kind of pattern. You know, it's like, oh man, it could way be way much more developed than what it is. Um, and so I just don't know what's happening in a country like Argentina, you know, or because I don't think that Venezuela is even a, uh, a point of comparison that is relevant because I mean people people having to think what how they're gonna make the, uh, money at the end of the month doesn't allow you to so comfortably sit down and make a fucking podcast of two hours with somebody I expect yeah, it to man. be less uh, but I mean you see what they I'm going destroyed <laughs> no i i see where, where you're going and i like what i can say about that is that i've been i i was three months in brazil uh -huh. and mm -hmm. i've been here a year uh -huh. and these two countries are a market on themselves yes uh, they they have uh, uh bands they have television personalities they have every thing that that the world has but it's concentrated in themselves and i think they don't even uh, care 
that much about what happens in the world uh, as they should. They don't care uh, uh, at all. Uh, uh, it almost seems like in Brazil, they <laughs> they they live in a whole. It's almost like a continent, like a separate continent. They don't even know about all of the other countries that, mm -hmm. that are in South America. They don't care, but they uh, support uh, the art made there in a big way, and it's self-contained. And in Argentina, I would say the same thing happens here. There is a lot of everything, but it doesn't come it goes out. And I think that uh, I, I have always thought that it's, there's something suspicious there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because in the 70s, for example, like all the artists from Brazil were worldwide yeah. Yeah. famous. Yeah, you're right. And, and, and from Argentina también, like yeah. all those rock bands like Sweet Generis yes. and like uh, Charlie Garcia and and Espineta, they were regarded as genius worldwide and they were doing like uh, the, the, their material was worldwide quality. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah? yeah. And and then all of that stopped, and I and I I, I can't help but see. I'm a conspiratorial <laughs> kind of person, and I can't help but see like there there has to be a reason I'm not seeing. Like yeah. I don't think it's just the market that 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 silenced us. Uh, and I thought that there wasn't. Uh, I talk about music because it's the thing I, I like most and the thing I know most, but this can be extrapolated to everything. But in music, uh, I think uh, the 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 quality is there. Yeah, in Latin well, America, in case. But it is. we we don't get it. We don't get. It. I, I I I don't. I I get like two bands from Argentina being in Venezuela, like the yes. most you know, famous ones. I tell you, I tell you an insight that I understood only when I lived in Europe. Uh, it's just an idea. I mean, I'm I'm not telling you that this is where where the money is, but but when I lived in Europe, I understood something about the Latin American scene, which is the touring circuit. It's impossible because you cannot drive. Yeah. You can, but in Europe you can, and in America you can. And so, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I have done this six times already. That I just rent a van and drive from Moscow to Berlin and come back. You know, and then I played shows everywhere. And I mean, this is the geographical. Uh, well, I mean, this is fucking your conspiracy theory, but <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, perfect. No, it's true. It's I think true. there are factors like that. But also, wait a second. A person like Rita Indiana, for example, in the seventies would have become a legend. I see your point there. There is something weird. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Like all like, these Brazilian but, but, artists. Yeah. But you know, like uh, Rita Indiana, for example, uh, she is the most interesting artist in the whole continent it's one of the most interesting and, artists in the world yeah yeah probably yeah surely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but this continent is not supporting her like it should like um uh, she has to be a legend here first 
and she isn't like like uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I, yeah. I'm so I I don't know who to blame, but yes. someone is to blame, and it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of that. I think it's more. Like, I don't know. Most man. likely, alien record producers, man, to blame. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Like that, like that, uh, that funk video. You you yes. remember? Like the uh, tell me the, from the second album. Yes, yes, yes. They have they had like the interstellar. I don't remember the name, but the the whole the they they had like an anime made. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know, I know this video. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. one of the things was that all the the great musicians uh, had been aliens, and they yes. uh, paint them like humans and send them to 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 Earth. Um, maybe something like that is happening. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Like Spinetta, he can't be human. Yeah. Know? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't hey, know man, is it is it is it is it really over? How, how much time do we have? We're in the last minutes. Yeah, we're in the last minutes. Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, anyways, I wanted to talk about. I'm not. I'm not the, at all. Moonlighting. Stopped. I'm not. Well, that that that, that can be a podcast <laughs> on its own. I mean, that's certainly that's certainly not for the last four. No, well, I mean, I'm not stuck like to the two hours specifically uh at all so no if you but you like have some, something to do tomorrow so uh, maybe we can uh, record another one about the moon landings that would be amazing because, that would be amazing because because well because i don't know we have yeah, to. yeah yeah i don't have, have i don't to. i don't yeah yeah i don't want to rush them no and also, and also i learned i learned that i mean and by the way that's one of the things that i think that it's in which Joe Rogan is quite strong because he's a fighter. You know, he knows how to channel his own energy across the whole thing. But I learned when I started doing these long formats that after the second hour of something, your your mind starts, I mean, the mind of the host starts just drifting a little bit and it starts becoming more difficult to push the the conversation toward the interesting place and etc. So I, in that, in no, that cool, sense, cool. I have so much uh, areas of opportunity, A and B. Uh, it's amazing that I mean I love for example that we have run through two hours talking and we have not even discussed the fact that you wrote a novel you know <laughs> and I and, I, <laughs> and I, I love I love that fact pull it out there Jamie yeah, yeah. <laughs> out, Jeremy La Tormenta <laughs> and I love uh, and, I, and I, I think I choose that as a as a closing conversation uh, tell us a little bit about that. I mean, you, in a point you decided to start writing fiction. Is that something that you always wanted to do, or it was born out of nowhere? What's the What's the story behind this book and and uh, and La Tormenta and and what can you tell people about it? Yeah, I I always wanted to write a book, but I I wasn't sure if I was going to do it. And the the thing that happened was that my last project the uh, was was destroyed like it imploded mm -hmm. and and what I'm talking about you know very well is the whole mini plug mm -hmm. uh, 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 I wanted to say empire but it sounds so <laughs> but it was uh, it, for the scope of Venezuela it was yeah well it was a, a try yeah a tribe. we were trying to build an empire and we failed that sounds more 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 real more yeah. realistic yeah but yeah like uh, mini plug was the main side but we were trying to construct other sides and to try to make 
an independent uh, uh, media company. That yeah. was like wanna, the main goal. I need to make yeah? a pause here one second. And I want to say something because I know that there are people who will hear this that are not Venezuelan. Um, so, so the thing is that right now you read these numbers like of, of how horrible Venezuela is and how it died. And when Amilcar and I were in Venezuela, there was certainly not, we were not Switzerland or something. And it's not like things were fine, but, but there was the energy, the resources, uh, and there was the human potential uh, to make things like like what Vice is today, for example, I mean, or or what 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 uh, publications like Vox and and publications like I mean, perhaps I'm choosing bad examples. You you may illustrate me with it's a better a, one. Now every fucking publication is a corporate publication. Yeah, exactly. But but, exactly. Uh, but so, it was another time. Yeah, yeah. So quickly, where I'm Continue. going with this? Quickly, where I'm going with this that that. The way, for example, I met Amilcar is that Amilcar, together with another crew of people, within those included one of the guests here on the show, Flavio. I mean, Flavio was connected in another way to you. But anyways, I mean, there was there was a thriving environment in a point, to, uh, I mean, in a Caribbean style, you know, of uh, initiatives that could you could put a seed and then it would grow. And so Amilcar put the seed there and it started growing. And But I mean, the whole thing burned around and not only because the country burned but also because of the personal personalities involved and there are so many stories but i want the audience to know that amilcar is one of those people who uh, grabbed the seed put it there and the seed started to grow and that seed was uh, called miniplug.tv and i give it back to you so i just wanted people to understand that venezuela was not always a one million percent inflation uh, five million um, immigrants uh, kind of country but there was a moment we were making some a party called for you to be serious. I mean, it was such a fucking visionary thing, man. Like yeah. I mean, it was in the very early days of YouTube. And this was parties where video selectors were showing videos. I mean, this we're talking about 2006 or something like that. I mean, it's 14 years ago. Like there were yeah. so many fresh things happening. And Amilcar was kind of like uh, the guy sitting with the whiskey uh, you know, and shaking it with his finger in his uh, fireplace, kind of planning this thing. Uh, and uh, and we were kind of orbiting around these ideas. So I give it back to you. So after you set this up, then this collapsed and? Yeah, there are a lot of stories that I could tell, but it's about La Tormenta and not about Exactly. Let's go to La Tormenta. So, yeah. Mini Plug will be together with the moon landing. Yeah, please. Yes, exactly. Because that's a, a, a bigger topic. But that thing collapsed and I and I uh, was like, uh, I don't want to say depressed, but with, you know, like really trying to, 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 to see what I would do with my life once that wasn't present because it, it was... Uh, at the at the end there it was my life basically yeah. uh, the, uh, that project took over my life and, and I and I didn't have it all of a sudden and I was like well what do I do now and I started thinking what did I want to do uh, for years I spent like two years just thinking I wasn't I was like working uh, but I wasn't doing anything because I wanted to, to pick the real project that I wanted to 
do. And my main dream in my whole life had been to write a novel. Mm -hmm. But I was afraid to do it, uh, rightfully so. Uh, I, I learned uh, then because I thought this was going to be a one-year project. I told myself, like, I want to write a novel. I'm going to give myself a year to do it. And I started writing. Uh, I had tried to write before, but uh, like fiction, I I started a novel uh, when Mini Pluk was going. I tried to write a novel, but I couldn't. So I had that experience. And then I started with this new one with more of a plan, mm -hmm. with more of a... Of a uh, of, uh, uh, of, of uh, I knew I was going to finish it. Like, like I had like uh, the all my energies you had the drive. piled up. Yeah, the drive. That's what mm -hmm. the, the the word I was looking for. So I started writing it, and it took me seven years. Yeah. I, it took everything for for me. Like I became a hermit. I became. Uh, I stopped talking to people. I I I missed a lot of my family's parties and 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 very big and 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 special events that w will never come back. Like the, uh, I had to sacrifice everything for this novel because. I, I had just started, and, and, and yes. it was, it, 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 you know, like uh, it was so much information that I had to carry around that I couldn't just get distracted because if I got distracted, I then had to 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 reboot and to get all the information up again, and it was. Uh, not not possible. So yeah. I just went for it, uh, uh, always fooling myself, thinking that in one year I'm going to finish it. Uh, one more year, and I finish, and I'll finish this. And with that fooling myself, I ended up uh, spending seven years uh, writing and polishing it because I wrote it in two years, yes. like the whole thing. And the next five years were uh, rewriting and correcting it, editing, what they say, editing. Mm -hmm. uh, that was brutal. It was brutal, a brutal process, but it's, it exists. So, you know, like this, uh, this is what I wanted to, to do and I did it. So That's I'm amazing, really, man. you know, yeah. I I um, support your cause, and w without I, I don't feel the need to say I'm sorry that I quote Carl Jung so much because he's one of my best friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, but Carl Jung said something that I find really fascinating, which is you don't choose your interest; your interests choose you. And Perfect. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure. And I'm going to tell you. Carl Jung is named in the novel, Amazing. and I quote Carl Jung, yeah. and 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 it, it's not like like uh, the novel has just one main character, mm -hmm. but 
uh, he reads and he's investigating. It's all about an investigation. Mm -hmm. And some characters, I, I think like some writers uh, are characters in the book Amazing. because their ideas are present. And Carl Jung is not like one of the main ones, but he's up there in That's this amazing. book. He's always present. I, I know a great... We will discuss the novel in detail uh, once I read it, and, and I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, before I move on from it, people can buy it on Amazon, and it's going to be in the link in the description below here. Um, it's, it's in the Spanish only in Spanish so far. Only. So, so yeah. yeah, there is a lot of uh, Spanish audience here that will be able to buy it. And and I know the final question I want to ask to you. So I, I the other day, as I told you in the middle of the podcast, I kind of had this, you know, migration towards towards uh, standing more in some sort of conservative space, uh, which was a shock in my life. I was never expecting that. And <laughs> I, I remember I, I was playing, I, I became, I was a part of the London underground punk scene. And, uh, and I was very active and toured as a punk musician and and had a great time and met very beautiful people in that sense and i remember when i grabbed the hand of my wife and i was ready to marry her and i remember being like in the altar going to marry and i remember feeling that this was the most punk thing i could ever do because because to bet on love right uh, something like that to bet on love it's like the most beautiful the most punk thing i could have ever done and then when i had my child i thought that was even the most punk thing i could ever do um and and then i'm, I'm going somewhere here and then recently i saw a meme a meme which was like <laughs> which was like uh punk uh, 1998 or something or 1996 and it was you know guys tattooed with uh, you know it was like the image of what what being on the edge means and it was like and being on the edge in 2020 and it was just a guy like with his wife and his son you know it was like being on the edge right now being the counterculture is kind of like betting for family some shit like that because yeah. everything because everything flipped so you are a person who always were betting on the internet and then you went and wrote a novel so could it be that things flipped and that now the book is the future the the actual paper book. You see where I'm going? I mean, do you find, yeah. do you think that, do you think that perhaps there's going to be a regression towards that kind of media because of the mess where we are? I certainly hope so, but I'm not uh, that uh, optimistic mm -hmm. <laughs> about the world. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Yeah. Uh, Terence McKenna, who you named. I, I have uh, a tattoo in my body before? that it's an honor to Terence McKenna, actually. Like I, I gave wow, him a tattoo. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you have to put it in the show notes, like uh, the image ah, or whoa, something. Check it out. It's this. Oh, whoa! <laughs> that's a twenty-three. Which one is that? It's seven and eight. Uh, it, it's it, seven and eight. It's seven and eight, and I have here. Okay. I have here zero and one. Yeah. Whoa! Cool. I, I gave it him a tattoo. Yeah. It's about the Ching? Yes, 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 yes. Of course, because I I, I fell in love with him, his ideas and when I was living in London. So Terence McKenna said. Perfect. So yeah. Yeah. We're talking about oh. being optimistic about the future and if the book is going to be a... Oh, yeah, yeah. One of Terence McKenna's big ideas was the archaic revival. Exactly. That we needed to to, to have an archaic revival. And I, and I hope that idea catches on uh, in the future because I think that would be 
our only hope. Yeah. And I think like the analog world uh, has a lot of problems, but we have privacy. Yes. Uh, and and we are never going to have privacy in a digital world. Mm-hmm. Forget it. There is no way. No way. Uh, yeah, maybe if you are like a super hacker, you can have privacy for yourself. But that's like a uh, hundred people absolutely. in the world. Yeah, absolutely. All the other ones are never going to have privacy, no matter uh, what, because the, the the media, the the digital landscape is designed to record everything. And if yeah. everything is recorded, uh, there's no privacy, no privacy because somebody is going to find a way to get to your your records so i hope so i hope so i i love books and and i love uh, and i have a longing for that past that analog past uh that i don't think uh, the 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 young ones have because they yeah. didn't live that world but i live it and i and i have uh the my best memories are in that world so i i don't know if I'm the best person to ask, because I would say yes, and I would say... Uh, I hope. The only one thing I we hope can say so. is I hope so. Yeah, well, that yeah. makes you a conservative, bro. Welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, like I told you, like I don't throw I'm joking. I'm ideas joking. Yeah. with the bad water. No, yeah, no, because yeah. I, I, I feel it in my life, you know? Yeah. Like I feel the change. As I get older, I start uh, appreciating things that I I didn't appreciate before, yes. and 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 the conservative values are 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 one of those things, yeah. and I think it comes with age, uh, and and it will happen to everyone, like yes. all the jongins, yeah. uh, they they are going to leave this process, but I I don't I don't. I like to take ideas from all the yes. sides and and make my own my own uh, I don't know like pantheon yeah. because I, I I don't I there are ideas in the conservative world that I don't agree with exactly there are ideas in the liberal uh, in the in yeah the liberal left, liberal liberal world liberal yeah. world that I hate yeah. and there are ideas that I like and there are ideas about anarchism that I love. Yeah. And there are ideas about uh, what's the other side of anarchism, like uh, libertarians. Uh-huh, like, libertarians. There are yeah. libertarians idea yeah. that I like, and and and, I, and I, I don't hate poor people, so I yeah. can be a libertarian. Yeah, I'm in the middle. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I think it's cool to think oneself politically as um, you know, like there is this particle wave duality of of matter, you know that. All of a sudden, yep. you, you have to materialize yourself in a point to vote. I mean, if you want to vote or if you don't want to vote, that's fine. But but I mean, the people who want to vote, is kind. Of, it would be great if we could just, as you were describing, spend our, keep our ideas in the cloud of possibilities 
And, and I think that's what being a centrist means. And being a centrist is super important. And then it comes down when you are analyzing the situation and you have a certain set of political options or if you, if you want to think about it politically, because I know this goes beyond politics. And then you wear a waveform and then you materialize yourself as a particle and you're like, okay, today the smartest thing is to vote for Trump or whatever, or to vote for Bernie Sanders, whatever, or to vote for Christina Kirchner or... <laughs> whatever you want i mean so so i think that the role of the centrist and people always want to kind of pull you towards one of the sides you know and and i think it's a way much more sophisticated position to be able to 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 make a decision based on the context of what's going on you know and, and that that has an important role you know and yeah. well well wrapping this up home you know i tell you i recently was a uh, on dusting my old tweets and i found my first tweet and i'm extremely proud of my first tweet my first tweet Whoa, was my first me. my first tweet was <laughs> i wish you an analog life oh my god that's the best tweet ever man so, so if i if i could recommend everybody to do something is to try to kind of find a way to to um, to enjoy your analog life because it's it's uh it's very different than your digital life and uh it's certainly you know people people trivialize things so much but sometimes i tell something in my wife something to my wife in her ear that nobody in the universe can ever hear or will never be able to hear only her and that matters so much the fact that you can do it and that's why it's important to, you know, put down the phone and just go away and just talk to somebody, something like that, instead of just always being there online and stuff. I mean, I think it's great that we have yeah. this, but, but we have to find a balance. Leave your phone at home sometimes. It's a spying on you. Yeah. It always spies and it will never Absolutely, stop. Absolutely, always. Leave it at home sometimes. Take uh, a day for yourself. Yeah. It's important, yeah. Awesome. So, well, guys, I'm going to drop it here. It's time to move on. We're going to have Amilcar back on the Leo Perez show as soon as possible. Please, everybody who speaks Spanish. And if you don't speak Spanish, just buy it anyways and then translate it or something like that. I don't know. There's something like that. But we I'm need going to, to get this. it translated. It's coming. Yeah. 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 And and I mean, I would uh, if there's anything I can do to help you to get an audio book done or something, just let's talk because. Uh, yeah, let's do you. it. Yeah. I, I, well, that's another story, but I started with the audiobook and recorded like uh, three chapters and uh -huh. then I uh, had a falling out with the guy who was recording me uh -huh. and that <laughs> ended the process, but it's coming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that's, that's super important. And also, I mean, I really like when the author reads the book. It just makes such a big difference. And he, by the way, it's such a privilege of modernity how much i would like to hear you know shakespeare reading a book or something and then you can all of a sudden hear most of your modern audiobooks are read by the author and it would be amazing to hear you narrating your own book bro <laughs> yeah i'm going to do it i'm going to yeah all of this is coming i'm sure yeah i'm sure you will and well thank you everybody who joined us till now uh, i hope you had a great time amilcar this was amazing i had an amazing time and this is just the first Me one too, of man yeah this is just the first one of yeah many. like we didn't even start we haven't even started <laughs> that's the best there's so much we could talk about and i was prepared for the moon landing conversation more <laughs> more than anything you know like i was like trying to remember some facts and that 
and we yeah. didn't even mention it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's how amazing. we're gonna start the next one, man. That's how we're gonna start the next one. That's amazing. I Perfect. mean, that's that's how profound life is, and uh, I mean, that's why I'm just a enthusiast of life. I mean, I just it just never gets boring. It's just amazing, and I'm so happy that we can sit down here. And you know, when you face a podcast like this, you're always like, "Wow, let's talk for two hours." Like, how are we gonna cover those two hours? Like, it really feels yeah, super- yeah. And then it's just like flies, you know, like flies. I want the- to. To have like a pre-production meeting that we had, yeah, and it, it wasn't necessary at all. No, like we could, yeah. But it gave we us an orientation. I always, I always, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that it's good. But we, but we're talking about talking about the moon landing, and we didn't even do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah. It's amazing to me how easy the conversation was. That's yeah. was my point. Awesome, awesome! Thank cool, you man. very much. Yeah, thank you for having was, me. It was amazing to have you here, and uh, and I cannot wait for the next one. Uh, I'm very happy for this. Emil Carotega, please, everybody. Uh, his Twitter handle is going to be down there. Uh, by the way, by the tormenta, don't forget about that. And one one funny thing is that Venezuelans were so early into Twitter that Amilcar managed to ha- to catch the handle. Uh, at Hefner so <laughs> just follow it it's so funny I mean all our friends have this like at Leo or something like that because we were so early there so if you want to follow him on Twitter find him at Hefner he also have an English uh, based account which is Eduardo Prospero am I correct yeah Ed Prospero Ed Prospero anyways everything is down in the description below <laughs> yeah have a great time Amilcar thank you very much I'll see you very soon take care man bye La Tormenta everybody yeah. yeah it's done we did it we did it's it done great man <laughs>